Thank you for tuning in this week. I am Joe Bamati, joined here by my brother, my partner in crime, Jordan Amati, and together we are the Giraffe, Giraffe Experts. Experts, Experts, Experts. Ow. Uh, all right, sorry, Joe. That was not. You're not that strong. You didn't do anything. I went circle, circle, dot, dot. Jordan got his COVID shot COVID today. Shot. I got it this morning, man. And boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> nah, but this right one though, that wing, it's like it's very limited range. It's like remember back in the day when you used to punch people with the knuckle, yeah. do a little frogging <laughs> thing. Oh yeah, it's like it's somebody got me good, Joe. They got me real good. You know, I, I got my second COVID shot last week. I've been so cocky. I've been licking doorknobs, <laughs> licking stairwells. Nothing stopped me. Are you trying? To bring it back, Joe. Oh, you nasty. Two COVID shots never going down. Oh, you really already had no, yours? No, I'm just oh, no. All right. Zero COVID shots for me. Zero COVID okay. shots for me. But you know, here is Giraffe Experts. Uh, this started as an animal podcast, but the uh, problem was nobody was tuning in, nobody was listening. So we had to switch gears. Now it's a sports podcast, football co podcast, but you know what? Still love animals, still love giraffes. Still he love loves animals, y'all. So, Jordan, can I hit you with the giraffe fact? Mm, you know it. Okay. Did you know giraffes have a, a thick external skeleton called an exoskeleton? It's a shell that's made up of calcium carbonate, and it provides protection uh, for the soft tissue that's underneath. Did you know that about the biology of the, the giraffe? I don't know about nothing soft. It's a rare, rare, species, <laughs> rare species of giraffe. Yes, yes. All right, man. These, these are facts. There, you saw the, the rainbow, follow, the star followed by the rainbow. The more you know, dog. The more you know. Break them off. Yeah, yeah. The more you know. The more I, you know. I think we might get sued if we use it. I think you got to do it in, like, remix, <laughs> remix. Take that, take that. All right, Joe. All right, now – it's March Madness, so we'll talk a little bit of basketball today. Just a little bit. We are the draft experts, so it's all things draft-related, not yeah. just football. Mm. Now, as y'all can see by this fly-ass starter jacket I got on. <laughs> it's like, I love the Mavericks. I just don't talk about them until it's playoff time. And, you know, it's like, and if they make a move this week, we might talk about them next week. But I'm not worried about the trade deadline right now. Joe, I know you want to talk a little about, about your boy. Talk so, about Melo, that boy, Melo Ball, man. Yeah, now, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I, you know me. I... I compare, I, like I don't watch NBA till after March Madness. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I watch the All Star. I watch the All Star game just to see what's going on. But it's like I really don't care. I'll go to Mavericks games whenever I'm allowed. But me not being allowed to be in there like I'm usually there, yeah. it's kind of, I'm, I'm kind of like taking a, a step back because I'm not a part of it anymore. Yeah. You know. So. I think that's the main reason. So I don't watch it like you do. So well, all my, I know is that the man broke his wrist. That's all I know. <laughs> well, you know, with my basketball fandom as opposed to my football fandom, my basketball, I root for players. Football, I root for teams generally. Mm. So when there's a player that I'm really interested in, that's when I'll tune in. LaMelo yeah. Ball happens to be one of those players. So if, if you're not familiar with him, I th with what his season thus far, yeah. he's – I, I, I know the numbers. I number watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems to be hands down rookie of the year, but besides that, he he just looks like a special player, the type of guy that can lead a team as far as uh, what the modern day uh, point guard uh, is. You know, one out of three ain't bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, shout, shout out to Papa Ball, right? Yeah, Papa's shooting one of them. One of them's actually pretty good. One of them's actually yeah, pretty yeah. good. But it seems like yeah, I, we don't get into Lonzo, but but I, I just what what do you think so far? What do you think his peak is? I think what do we think so far? Does he done enough? Forty one games to win rookie of the year? Regardless? No, 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 no. no. You can't can't best ability is availability you can't be available half the time or part of the time and win the award I just don't it's 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 not like to me it's like if, if on that note then Bo Jackson needs to be in the Hall of Fame like you know let's just start giving it like to me like I get it like there's Gail Sayers and then there's other people like you know and that's because Gail Sayers it's like dang they didn't even like black people yeah, back then it's like and nobody well, can do what he did Sayers, before yeah, yeah. Uh, you know but Gail Sayers ended up being a Hall of Famer after like six seasons and, and you know and to me it's like because he was great for those six seasons. But to me, you can't play a whole bunch of partial seasons. It's like 
This is like Carson Wentz MVP talk to me. Mm. It's, uh, I just, I, I'm, I, I'm the one who thinks Carson Wentz should have won MVP. So I just think that you should never get an MVP vote in any sport. Because well, I, I, I don't think the, the part, aggregate of the final numbers were greater than the guy. Well, but at the same the, time, it's like to yeah. qualify for certain things in the NBA, don't you have to, have, you have to play a certain amount of games? Mm. So if you're not qualifying to be the leading scorer in the league because you missed a certain amount of games, then you shouldn't qualify for any of those trophies or so awards. I agree I, with I, what you're saying in principle. There does have to be a certain uh, – there's a threshold for a certain yeah, amount of time. To me, we have eyeballs, well, and yeah. I think that that should be enough. I don't think the accolades should be added because you know what I'm saying? I think yeah. that we saw how great he was. Yeah. Just like we saw how good Carson Wentz was that year. Why do we have to give him an MVP? The MVP should be for a guy who actually played every game and didn't get hurt. You know what I'm trying to say? Because to me it's a knock on anybody that's durable. It's a knock on durability. Like durability doesn't matter. Only talent. Well, even to me with the Carson Wentz thing, it's not that he it's that he played enough where the cumulative statistics at the end of the season were comparable to a whole season. And if you look at those stats, he looks like the best quarterback. I'm all for a certain threshold, but it's not like he played half the season. It's not like his numbers were – we're not extrapolating his numbers for a whole season. You to just me, look at the like, raw numbers that, That's and cute. It makes a great story, but I don't – I, I, think, I think it's just like – The raw it's numbers like, it's are like, That's like some – to me – no, it's you can't. The it's the difference between extrapolating out for a number of games that didn't play. Like, you can oh, say extrapolating all you want, but th you're still wrong. <laughs> like I don't. Well, you're not wrong, but I definitely <laughs> disagree with you in all these aspects. And yeah. I feel like I don't. You have to. You have to play to. You have to participate to to be in the running. And to me, like like I said, that you have to have a minimum of a certain amount of games, a percentage of games to play to qualify to to win a scoring title, to win an assist title, to win a rebounding title. And to me, if you can't qualify to win any of those things, then that I I believe yeah. yes. If he at the end of the season has still played enough games to where he's still in these rankings as far as his per game average type of stuff, yeah. then yes, give it to him. But if he has not played enough games to where he's mathematically out of that, then he is then he is out of the conversation. He's out to, of the conversation. To me, I, I'm more open to the artistic evaluation of it. If at the end of the season, I just feel like but that, what he showed me is enough that he's by far better than. Why are we giving it to these guys? You know. So, but to me, yeah. that's 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 not right. It's not right. It's, no. I'm like, if I deem 41, 41 games is a large sample size. We there's. But there's, to me, it's like yeah. because we know he's better doesn't mean we just give him the award. It's like, it's like you think that's just how it should go? It's like there have been years where Shaq sits out like towards like the end of the season whenever he played for the Lakers. We know he's the best, but people just wouldn't give it to him. It's like, all right, let Kobe get one. Let, like, yeah. like, you know, it's just, that's just the NBA. And I don't know if you just think that the NBA just needs to change the way they do it and just give it to whoever we all know is the best. It doesn't – like to me, it's like LeBron James should win all these MVPs instead of the Greek Freak, like based off that, because we all know when it comes down to it, who's going to be – who's going to be competing for a championship. And we know Greek Freak is just patent stats. You know, to me, it's I, – I just feel like it – I don't know. It's like, but, but can you could you not anticipate a scenario where one guy's just so head and shoulders above everybody no, else? Even if it, no, then not if you miss I the game. I totally games. disagree then with not your you worldview in that regard. Yeah. yeah, because the thing is, like, because if you you can't be the MVP if your team can't win the championship if you're not there to play. And to me, all these awards, you're going for the MVP award, right? Isn't that the dream award you want? You want the MVP, the Super Bowl, the championship. Like, you want that. And to me, if you can't be there to do it, even if it's a player, you don't even want that award. This is rookie of the year like, separate unto itself to me. But to me, it's, 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 it's building the resume. Yeah. And I think that you kind of want it because he's great. You don't want that to be missing from his resume. So you want him to have that. So then who gets it? You get throw it to whoever, whoever, made, whoever, whoever plays enough games. Whoever plays enough games to qualify for Whoever plays enough games to qualify for I can't agree with that. All right. I can't yeah. agree with that. All right. No, well, no, no. you know, okay. I just can't. It's like if you can't be there to like to it's me. It's not like it's it's not like it was. 
12 well, games. It was 41 games. I don't care. I don't, you're not going to change my mind. And you're not going to change Yeah, I know, mind, yeah. but you're wrong. Okay, but, next subject. Next subject. But, 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 yeah. No, it's like, it's like, Joe, okay. it's just, I don't believe in participation awards or anti-participation awards. It's like, it's like, it's like I get it. He's you're, good. You're I get it. it. He's good. He's good. We all know he's good. Yeah. How come that, how come being good is not good enough? Like, why does he need the award? Because, because it was 41 games. It's a significant but, sample size. But it's not the it's whole season. Sin- it's, it's enough for you. I yeah. get it. And then, and then then the votes will probably be split. But I know you'll be upset and you'll say everybody's dumb who didn't vote for him. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why why are you voting for this person? It's it's not even guaranteed the second person had a but good what if, season. But, but here's the thing. It's like the season's not over yet. What if what if Halliburton goes on some type of run? That, yeah, where that, but, like, you know, and that's and all I'm saying like, is there are scenarios where 41 games is good enough. That's all I'm saying. There has but you're to be, saying that, there but, has to but be it's almost to the point to where you're like, no, no, anybody else can do anything, but your decision's already that's made. That's not what I said at but all. I, but 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 no, yeah. but I'm just saying yeah. it's like you can't. If you're already at the point where he's done with the season, you already want to give him Rookie of the Year, that kind of seems no, like your mind's made up. I didn't right. say that. All I, just, I said that, is 41 games enough. I didn't say he is the hand. Somebody can – Wiseman can turn it on. But that's I'll, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like – so I'm, I'm saying if these guys – then ask me the question at the end of the year. Don't ask me right after he hurts his his, his wrist. Why not? Because I've we see, already seen the because, entirety because, of his rookie the, year. Then, because because we haven't seen everybody else's rookie year. Okay, yes. Yeah, so so, that, so then we can't have the argument to even know who's in the running saying, for the award. I think your mindset is wrong. And from the outset, you're like, no, no it's, it's not. Over. It's There's not wrong. It's just not yours. It's just not yours. It's just not yours. But you. But you, you're also the guy no, who wanted. To, you would have voted yeah. for Carson Wentz to get MVP. Yes. So I just wanted to establish that with everybody. So the type of person established that he had more touchdown throws than the guy who won the MVP. But, that but, year. but who won the Super Bowl? The Eagles with Nick Foles. Was it a system? Is it Carson Wentz? You don't know. Like what I'm trying to say yeah. is, like the type of person that would vote for Carson Wentz to win MVP that year is the type of person that, that thinks that Lonzo Ball should get it. Lamelo. Like, no, no. What, I'm like, saying that at the end of the year, I can I will look at everybody's body of work objectively, yeah. and 41 games does not disqual- disqualify you from being rookie of the year. I think it's I think being rookie of the year is being like, the best rookie. But I think that whenever there's actual things that say yeah. you're disqualified from winning a scoring title and winning an assist title and winning those, that disqualifies. Is there something that disqualifies you from rookie of the year? Is I there think it disqualifies you just just like i just think that it's just like i would love to vote for him but i can't because he hasn't played enough games and it's not fair for people who are there every night and we can go back last year to uh to to zion to me zion didn't play enough games and to me it's like and and honestly ja was better anyway yeah yeah and exactly exactly But I'm saying that doesn't throw Zion out of the but conversation to me, altogether. Yes, it did. It, it, it did. It did to me. It really did to me. To it, me, it's like like Zion was out of it because he didn't play enough games. It's like it's not most impressive rookie this year. It's it's like that's not what it's called. It's, oh, it's not what it's, it's called. Rookie of the it's year. rookie of the year, yes. not the most impressive rookie. Okay, rookie then, of the year. Yeah, they we, wouldn't say the most impressive rookie because we, why I, would they I call? Why did they throw the year in there? Why don't they say most impressive rookie? Well, I have a different world in the fact that okay, so Jordan won, won six NBA championships. Everybody's like LeBron can't be better than Jordan until he wins six championships. I'm from a worldview where somebody hypothetical person can be so good with winning two championships that we all just say he's better than MJ. We can, but I, I just live but, in that world. I'm, I'm just open to that. Idea. But I'm also, but I'm saying. one of those people. I'm open I'm to saying. that idea, but it's like, but I've seen it. I've seen yeah. Jordan. I remember more Jordan than you probably remember a little bit more. Not too much more. I'm only a little bit older than you. But at the same time, like, I had, I think that growing up, I had a, during the Jordan era of basketball, I had a stronger passion for the game than you did at that time to where I probably did watch a little bit more of Jordan. I, I remember I second so. three P. Nothing before that. Uh, uh, Nothing yeah, before all right. the second three. So we're, we're, and I Nothing remember, okay, that. okay. Yes. So, but, and, I remember and the thing retired. is, but yeah. to me, I feel like, 
like the the people the, why is the argument is stronger with people with the Kobe I mean with the with the LeBron Jordan argument who don't remember all six and I think that has a lot to do with recency bias and, and, and wanting to see there, and, and wanting to see know. the guy of your generation be the goat I think there's like a little bit of people that wants that to be the guy I saw is the best. Like yeah, you know, and and I and and, 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 I and it's like, hard to tell if you're susceptible to that. To and I and I, I and I feel like that you know, and I feel like throughout my years of watching different sports, like my, I, I try and keep my bias away, and I feel like I do a very good job of doing so. And I feel like that a, a lot. That's what separates me from a lot of my friends out there, as far as that's why I'm out here doing this, you know. And that's why I, I said Ben Roethlisberger was better than our own college quarterback when we were at Bowling Green. Everybody thought I was a crazy person. Yeah. Who's Josh Harris? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, like that's like exactly. It's like, I remember Roethlisberger is better than Eli Manning. He's better than than Philip Rivers, and everybody's like, I don't know who Ben Roethlisberger is. Like, you know, it's like, but sometimes you just you see and you know. But I, and I get what you're saying, but it's I just think that if they if if year is in there, then the year has to be important. It's like it's like to me if they said if they said uh, like uh, rising star award, if that's what they wanted to call it, then I would change my qualifications for it. I can I can understand your opinion your your perspective on it, but I, you, you, you're not going to change my mind. I'm not yeah. going to change your okay. mind. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and jump straight to disagree. football. Okay. All right. Like, well, I, we did watch NCAA tournament. I hope y'all, uh, y'all threw, y'all threw. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> y'all like, I didn't even want to talk about Lonzo Lomelo, but <laughs> I know that you know. No, because I, never mind. We'll talk about that later at the show. It's just because I just thought, felt it was too easy. Cause I kind of, I thought it was too early because I felt like I knew where you were trying to go with it, yeah. but whatever. Okay, around the league, Joe. Let's go around the league. Okay. Ain't no basketball show. <laughs> okay, around the league. Uh, so Dolphins cut our, our, our best friend over here, Isaiah Wilson. Man, that dude hates me. Yeah. It's, like, it's like he's like, man, this dude hate. He don't want me to get no money. I'm like, you hating on yourself. You don't want to get no money. Yeah. Like, yeah. So he got cut by the Dolphins. Pretty much, they they said that. They reached out to him to give him assistance and help yeah, to get I his life that. together. He's yeah. like, nah, dumb. I got my life all the way. And we're way talking about Isaiah Wilson, the uh, guard out of Georgia who was cut by the Titans. A uh, guard and tackle. He's yeah, he's big. Playing. He need to play guard. Yeah, he shouldn't be playing good. tackle. He shouldn't have been a first round pick, especially whenever I said, if this man does not show up at three thirty five, I don't believe in him. Hmm. I was like, I don't, because to me, it's like, what you try to do? Don't just just it. be bigger than Ben <laughs> Cleveland? It's like it's like you ain't. It's like Ben Cleveland. I, I saw you dancing on your car with your shirt off. You ain't Ben Cleveland. Ben Cleveland looked like the mountain. He looked like the mountain from Game, <laughs> from Game of Thrones. Of Thrones it's like he ran that four eight five. So you can be. It's like I'll, I'll I'll leave you alone about weighing three fifty if you run four eight fives. But it's like Isaiah Wilson wasn't doing that. He wasn't moving like that. But he has moved on past. He has no. He doesn't have an NFL career, and I don't know yeah. if he ever will. And what do you think he needs to do? Wrestle? I don't know. And that's the question posed. Is is he the biggest bust in NFL? history i, I think in, in yeah he is because i don't think there's one that weighs more mm-hmm. and, and like the, as far as combination of height and size <laughs> oh, he is he is physically the biggest, the biggest yeah. bust in nfl history and honestly I, and to and, not start a game yeah. and be that big not 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 start a game yeah it's like he gonna be young covid it's like remember whenever you got your whole team sick with that covid young covid yeah like I and i don't yeah. know man and I, I it's like is it just is he just a knucklehead like uh, it, it, his actions would seem like he doesn't really want it that I guess from the I, outside looking I in, just think that he's just from New Jersey and he was like the only good football player around so he just like, always Yo, if thought, I can't wear Tim's son I don't want to play it's like, I, I think he wants play, to be son. Biggie but he probably don't even know no Biggie rhymes you know now, the only thing now physically yes it's in terms of girth and stature probably the biggest bust right yeah uh and just because of the position that's the only reason I would 
kind of uh, re reject that idea that he's the biggest because there's not as much notoriety. Well, but to position. me, to miss on an offensive lineman in the yeah, first yeah, round yeah, is hard is, how, hard, is to hard to do. To miss and on somebody, to, yeah. to miss on a six foot six, three hundred fifty pound man yeah. is hard to do. <laughs> to and pick you, the wrong, nobody six, this big yeah. drafted this high has ever not. Not made, made, not started a game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, so it's like to me, it's like I, I, I just bigger than Jamarcus because at least Jamarcus had the talent. It's like, and but to me, it's like we knew from day one. It's like this guy should not be a first round pick. How's he going in the first round? Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like I get it. He goes to Georgia. Georgia's kind of like a lineman. You, they're a factory. They crank these guys out. Yeah. But outside of that, he didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like and he, it's he probably, showed up and he went to Georgia. It's probably still uh, the perception of him being that top recruit, that yeah. five star. It's like, oh, yeah, look at Andrew Wilson yeah, do, yeah. or Andrew Thomas over here on this side. You know, we got yeah. Ben Cleveland coming out next year. You we got, got Trey Hill over here. It's like we got yeah. we got Slayer over here who went to high school. With, like you know what I'm yeah. saying? They all tight. Yeah, like, it's, it's, a, it's like they all tight. It's yeah. like when you see a gang of pretty girls uh, all it's together. It's like they, they all bad. bad. They all bad. You separate them out. Yeah, it's like uh uh That was one nine and three four. All right, all right, Joe. All right, well let's let's leave Isaiah Wilson alone. I don't want. He don't got anything to do, so he might just come and find you. <laughs> he might be yeah. listening. He might, it's he might like, be listening. They yeah. calling me. All right, Joe. Well, uh, did you have a top free agent sign of this past week since the last time we spoke? I know yeah. Galladay ended up going to the Giants, uh, Corey Davis to the Jets. Uh, is there anyone that you had, had in mind in particular that you really Oh, I really like the Curtis Samuel signing because yeah. I think we all hold uh, Terry McLaurin in high regard. That's like Not a as much as you, but no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm like, just messing yeah. with you now. Well, just... I think everybody looks at him as like an up-and-coming up yeah. wide receiver. I think, <laughs> is that not one of the top two top receiving duos? Do you think so? Uh, to me, here's the thing. Mm. I need an outside guide still. Like, I, okay. I would rather have gotten Galladay, but I didn't want to pay that Galladay money. Yeah, yeah. So I think that I like the Samuel signing in that aspect, but I still think, you know me, I come out there like it's three on three. I need a perimeter guy. Yeah. You know, I need a distributor. And I need somebody who's going to go post up and go get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't feel like they got the post up, go get it guy. Yeah, uh, and I know, to me, it's like I just feel like that's a formula in, fo in basketball. In football. I know Cam Sims was coming on a little bit, but I don't was, know if yeah, you want to yeah. put your faith in Cam exactly. Sims. Exactly. Like to that. me, it's yeah. like it's okay for Cam Sims to be my number five receiver. Yeah. And I don't get like people go, oh, but this guy's coming on. I'm like, then he can be the number five. Like, you know, because yeah. like, last has a year. Job. Then he has a job. Because, you know, last year, year what was it? Wilson, Cedric Wilson for the Cowboys. Everybody finally found out, oh, God dang, this kid can ball. Yeah. Like, you know, but it's like, is it, is it a bad good. thing to have five good receivers? You know? Good. Good. Shout out to Yo, boy, uh, what, Noah Brown got another deal. I don't know why or how. He's a good special teams guy. I don't get that. He's it's like this, this is a new he's coaching a staff, and they still love for him like reason, that. For one reason, Jordan, he's a cowboy. That's it's like because he had that one good game for Ohio State. Didn't you trade him the week after? Yep, yep. It's like It's like since Joe traded him, I ain't believed in him. I ain't believed in him. And that I was believe in him while it was happening. Yeah, while Joe was, was like, ooh, stock is up. Stock <laughs> is all the way up. Yeah, it's like, and he's Not living off that. Wasn't it like a four-touchdown game or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's living off that. He's living off that Al Bundy moment. <laughs> hey, good for him, though. He's got good film. That's some, that's some good film to have. Yeah. All right, now my favorite signing as far as uh, the free agency went, I do like Corey Davis. I do like what he does with that core. The mm -hmm. only thing is, like, uh, as long, I need to make sure that they have Crowder coming back because with Crowder in there, yeah. that's what solidifies that core. I'm just glad that they got him because don't bring back Bashar Berryman. Like, Bashar Perryman, I'm sorry. Just because this is a better option. Yeah. I just Because to me, Perryman, he's shown glimpses of being a possible – Number three receiver. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, but you, with a strong slot and a strong, like, alpha X type, you know what I'm saying? And he's the guy who can be a deep threat. Mm. So I just think that having 
Corey Davis, opposite uh, the homie from uh, Baylor. Mims. Uh, Mims. Yeah, uh, De- Denzel Mims. Denzel, Denzel Mims. Mims. Yeah. And it's like with Crowder, I think that's a, that's actually a pretty good receiver. Yeah, yeah. And then with Hernan, he's like everybody's next year's breakout guy. Everybody <laughs> thinks, like, oh, I swear, well, next year Chris Hernan going to break out. Oh, I swear, I'm going to draft yeah. him with my last pick. Ain't nobody going to see this coming. But, that's yeah, a, Davis and Mims are both uh, kind of outside guys with speed. And so it, it puts yeah Crowder in a really good position. Yeah, I, I like the move a lot too. Yeah, mm. uh, but uh, but I do like the Will Fuller deal. I like the Will Fuller to Miami deal. One year, uh, just a, a little bit over ten million. Why not give him a deep threat? Give to a deep threat. Give him a chance. It's maybe you can actually get a Devonte Parker that's healthy. Because yeah. I think a healthy Devonte Parker and a healthy uh, Will Fuller well, yeah. would be like one great receiving. I, I like but Devontae like, Parker. I, I think most it's it's because he's so fantasy frustrating. Is that what I think yeah. why people are? But don't you know, like it's him. like hey, yeah. remember, it's like I, I cut for you. I said it's like ke- over Kevin White all day, all day, over, all over day. Kevin White all, all day. day. Just, and you know, it's like where Kevin White at? The people who it's don't like, like they need to turn him <laughs> to linebacker like they did his brother. Let's go. He, he big, he fast, he can get it. The people who don't, don't like Devontae Parker have had him on a fantasy football team. Yeah, that's yeah, it. It's yeah, personal. It's personal. It is personal. <laughs> it's extremely personal. Like I see you in the middle of the street. I'm trying to run you so, over. Uh, <laughs> like, I hate you like a homeless person with wet hands. You touched me last time I seen you. Uh, like, yeah, that was too descriptive. Too descriptive. Yeah, it's like, it was a real thing. It was nasty. All right, Joe, let's go ahead and talk about a little bit of Cowboy news. All right, how about them boys? All right, now uh, – a lot of a lot of cornerback stuff going on this week. You yeah, got yeah. Sertain had his pro day. J.C. Horn had his pro day. Caleb Fairley won't have a pro day because yeah. his back. back got, doctor said he need a back. Yeah, back, 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 you know. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, Trevon Mori had his pro day. Uh, had a back pro- had back problems too. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like these beige dudes ain't showing. They got bad backs <laughs> no, now. I'm just I'm no, just playing. I'm, I'm just playing. I'd like, I'd go there. Go there. No, it's like. <laughs> They beige though. They they some they some high yellow dudes. Yeah. But anyways, uh, my dark skinned brothers out there came out like some straight G's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but as far as what the Cowboys do at number ten, Joe, yeah, do you think that they have to get the best defensive back on the board? Yeah, I I think so. But because I think who will be available at that point, I think one of these top two cornerbacks is gonna wait. Can we say the Fairley's the third cornerback now? Yeah, I okay, think with yeah. the bad back, the yeah. injury, it's like it's no, it's like your film can be great, but yeah. backs don't get and better. And these guys ran sub four five. Yeah, it's they like they, they, they tested out this world athletically, yeah. and you need to back you out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's like he might drop like he could drop to the second off that just hey, based off of back. how just based off of how these other cornerbacks have ran, like say a Greg Newsom. Yeah. Uh, uh, St- Eric Stokes, even Tyson Campbell got in there, can get in there. Yeah, and, and because it's the back. The back is one of those body yeah. parts where uh, you're going to drop some rounds based on that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Cowboys, because I think at number 10, one of those top two cornerbacks I think is probably going to be there. So yeah. I'm all about going for best cornerback available. You know me, I would – and I think Denver, they did a lot this past week as far as their secondary. They shirt up Justin Simmons as their safety situation goes. They brought back Kareem Jackson to come back and play safety. But they got Ronald Darby last week. They still have Bryce Callahan. Uh, and they picked up uh, Kyle Fuller like a day after he got cut. Man, to me, they're, would, yeah. if they're Patrick Sertain for being like a real, real, real scary secondary. Yeah, yes. Like, so where it's like, I just think that he's gone. And then it's like, we're in, we're in the J.C. Horn sweepstakes now. And I'm all for it. I'm all and for I it. I think the way he tested his numbers, yeah. like his PFF numbers, his triangle numbers, all the numbers are there. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, he's a legacy. His dad's Joe Horn. It's like, so he's probably a failed wide receiver turned cornerback. Yeah. So the hands are good for a corner, just not, just not <laughs> yeah. up to his. Dad's like, nah, you can't represent me out there like that. You can't represent me out there like that. And, you know, and he didn't have an interception until this season. But I saw the game. I guess it was against Auburn. 
He had yeah. two picks on bro nicks. Yeah, he was locked down. Like, yeah. It was like, like it's like don't throw over it. Don't Seth throw Williams over like there. Like crazy. It's like it was it was a pretty impressive performance to where I'm just like. Some. You might have never had a pick before, but to have two picks in a game and the way you just beasted Seth Williams like yeah. that, because Seth Williams is a beast. Yeah, yeah. He came there and it's like, it's like, come on, next. Seth Williams is probably next. an NFL player. Yeah, he's. Yeah. A, I think he's a day two, a day three guy. He's mm. he's definitely getting drafted. Yeah. It's like now the disappointment of, of past Auburn receivers might hurt him because there have been a lot of fast guys, Sammy Coates, like, <laughs> like uh, come out of there and not yeah. do anything. But uh, that'll be something to look forward to. Let me say this about Sertain. Like, he ran uh, as low as four four two at his pro day. Mm -hmm. To me, that's what I've always seen on film. He is who I thought he was. Like, that, the, the speed doesn't surprise me at all yeah. that he tested that well. Did you think he was going to test that well? Or well, it wasn't about his speed. It's yeah. about who's faster. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, to yeah. me, I never, like, I did, I never thought he was going to outrun Eric Stokes. I never thought he was going to yeah, outrun Tyson not. Campbell. I never thought he was going to outrun. Like, yeah. so the guys who outran him, yeah. like, there's nobody who I thought he wouldn't outrun that he did. like you know yeah he didn't like yeah he didn't catch any like, like, like Menafulu like Afidu Menafulu he outran him I expected him to do that hmm. you know but I expected you know I expected high four four but to me that really didn't change I was I was shocked to see he actually measured six two. Yeah. Like, you know, which is impressive because I don't know, just when you hear six one, six two, there's a difference. It's because if you're six one, six four receivers they ain't worried about you at all. Yeah, you yeah. six two, it's like, okay. Okay. All right, I can't I ain't no half stepping yeah, right no now. Yeah, I got you know, it, it could be office. all neck, but yeah. just the two. The, that <laughs> six foot two, just that Merton Hanks. Hanks. It's all yeah. neck, but he over there is doing a little yeah, annoying, obnoxious little turkey neck, chicken neck thing. Okay, now the Cowboys this week. Uh, they did make a move as far as adding a defensive weapon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was Keanu Neal. Keanu! Yeah. You owe me a coat. All right, but Keanu Neal, the former uh, Atlanta Falcon, former Florida Gator, uh, is now a Dallas Cowboy for one year, $5 million. And I don't know if you've heard, okay. but the plan is he's going to play outside linebacker. I've heard that. I've heard it's news like, of such things. Heard yes. that before, said that before. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, Dan Quinn, you coach this man. You don't mean that. <laughs> like, to me, it's like I think we're running a 4-2-5, mm. and he's a rover. He ain't no real, real outside linebacker. Yeah. It's like because I don't think that makes any sense. It's like we got a couple of guys who – are big, strong, athletic guys who sometimes get trucked, and you think the the way to stop that is adding a safety? Mm. And it's like, let's bring the safety up front. I'm like, no, you should have said, now. Nah. I'm like, I need Tank Lawrence to start running for you and drop down to 240. It's like, because we keep talking about how great he is against the run. Stand up and do something, <laughs> all right? Because you ain't getting no sex. You ain't getting no sex. I said it. Don't come after me, though. It's like I'm in an undisclosed location. Like it says do ballpark at Arlington. Right do, you trust, do you trust Dan Quinn because he's had Keanu Neal in the past? You I trust that trust? decision, and I also like the money. Mm -hmm. I like the one-year $5 million to get Keanu Neal in here because I know that Xavier Woods' market value before free agency hit was going to be like $6 million. Mm -hmm. So if I knew I could get Keanu Neal for less than Xavier Woods, I would have done that a long time ago. I would have done that the first day of free agency. Mm -hmm. But I just think that the safety position hasn't played out the way people thought it would because – the good ones got franchised, and then Josh Johnson got signed, and then, then they realized nobody wants any of the rest of y'all guys. Yeah. Nobody cares about any of y'all. <laughs> so, yeah, with me, I, I like the decision because it's Dan Quinn, and he has familiarity with the player. I just hope – I trust him to put him in positions where he's not compromised. Yeah. Yeah, where he doesn't have to guard somebody, where he covers somebody he has no hope of covering. Yeah. Now, I do think that with no disrespect to the homie Morig, mm -hmm. but – if we're looking for a safety in that second round, okay. my boy Caden Stearns, let's go get that athletic yeah, dude to that. make it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm down for that. I'd like high ceiling, high ceiling, high ceiling. To me, they both 
I think the the thing that people love about Morg is his range. Like yeah. he's six foot two. He looks like a free safety. He looks like he looks like Mika Fitzpatrick out there. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know, it's like. But he doesn't have the corner experience. He just kind of looked like him. And, and do you have a problem with his athletic testing numbers? Is it like four or five uh, If flat? they say bad back, no, but yeah, I have a problem with the bad back. back. Okay. Like, I have a problem with the bad back. Yeah. Back back from bad back. I so I would definitely th see that the way that Caden Stearns tested, yeah. I could – I would not have a problem if it, with their second pick of the draft, they drafted Caden Stearns over a, a, a Morg if he was to drop to that level, just because okay. I want to add that athletic weapon yeah. to my arsenal. I, 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 first thing I love, I would love Caden Stearns to be on the Cowboys roster next next year. I don't know, second round might be a little too rich for my blood because I, I like him as a developmental safety. Like, definitely, I, I just don't know that he'll contribute next year, and that that's my only. But thing. to me, yeah. I don't. I think that. Here's my thing. Morig contributed because he had to because it's TCU because there's nobody behind him in Washington. Yeah. Like, to me, Caden Stearns came in from day one, and he's played. And I think that – And that they, means they, And I feel and like it means yeah. something that to be – like, after his freshman year, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, all these guys were saying he's a first-round pick, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, like, he's not as 6'1 as we all thought he was. Yeah. And, but he is more athletic than we thought he was. And to me, he really hasn't – the only thing that's happened to him is Morig got more picks and more deflections one year. So now he's better. Yeah, I think he's a playmaker. Yeah, yeah. He, his potential is high. I, and honestly, this probably goes to just my problem with the UT program. Yeah. I don't know that they develop their players, especially their defense. Because that's especially what I was going to say. Because what, what, what's his yeah. name for, uh, was it, uh, who's the corner that's balling out right now? Or the, the safety? Deshaun Elliott? Yeah, Deshaun Elliott. Was it Deshaun Elliott? Deshazer Elliott? For the Ravens? Yeah. yeah the it's Elliott. like he's a better player yeah, than he ever was at UT right now. To the point to where they let, they were. Like Earl Campbell was expen or Earl Thomas, I'm yeah, sorry. Was Earl Thomas was expendable yeah. because they believed in his ability. Exactly. And yeah. I think that I think that what that, what happened with BJ Foster and to me the way BJ Foster played his first two years, there's no reason he should have been on the bench with that weak that weak ass team out there. Yeah. And I should I understood why he was mad enough to quit and come back. Cause it's like y'all don't got nobody better than him out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all just y'all just being acting some type of way. So to me, it's like I think there's problem with that UT staff to where I feel like he underperformed because the way he tested athletically, I'm like, nah, y'all really messed up. Yeah, y'all messed, really messed up. And that is going to it's like y'all could y'all could put him at corner yeah. just to put him at corner if he runs like that because y'all don't got a better corner than that. No. Y'all got a corner moving like that. Why yeah. not make this man some money? I'm, I'm trying to think the last it wrong. corner you had that ran. Because remember back in the day, whenever UT had, was like starting to become like the DBU of the Big Twelve, like those guys just came in and played. It wasn't like all right, he's a safety. He's this. It's like outside of Michael Griffin, who just always played safety. You yeah. see those guys line up everywhere. Michael Aaron Ross played safety. Aaron Ross led the nation in forced fumbles because he was blitzing all the time from yeah. nickel. He was pretty much a safety mm. when he was playing corner. It's like, but now it's like, now nah, you safety, you just stay there. It's like, it's like, how you going, to Jason Garrett? This thing. Shots fired. Yeah, mm -mm -mm. yeah love me some Jason Garrett shots. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, uh, I guess we can move on. Let's go ahead and jump in some pro day winners, Joe. Yeah, Let's go sure, ahead and sure. keep it moving, keep it moving, keep, keep it moving. Like the laws All of right. Inertia. Now, uh, you want to go ahead and go with your winners first? Uh, I'll just say Sertan again because he ran the four four two, just proving the speed that he had. But I really like Tyree Gillespie, the safety from Missouri. Mm -hmm. I think he has good film, and he ended up running a four three eight forty. I think mm -hmm. he shows coverage ability and some playmaking ability at the safety position. All right, my yeah. only problem is, and I hate to do it because people say it all the time, it's like, you don't grade the helmet, grade the player. Okay. I'm like, but if all they've had is a whole bunch of sorry players come from there, I think there's some bad coaching going on over there. Yeah, and I don't yeah. want guys with bad habits, especially at safety, because false steps, it's like, oh, if you ran a 4-3-something, 
but you kind of look like a four or five guy. You be taking some false steps. It's like now, and I think that there's a lot of bad because to me, Missouri's had a lot of really good non edge rushers yeah. that have done well at the university and have had SEC, all SEC type accolades. Yeah. And then you just never hear about them again. Yeah. These guys, they just they don't have a tendency to stick around. Yeah, and even pretty much like really since Alden Smith, it kind of seems like they just. They show they they get like really Shane Ray. Which since Shane Ray came to the league, I don't know if they've really had a guy stick around and just no, make an no. impact. Mark, Marcus Golden still balling. He, he's all right. He, all right, he all right. Is he a Pro Bowler? No, no. no. Well, like, yeah. by balling, I mean playing football. Yeah, that's me, all I mean. To me, he's the guy who stands out on that Missouri film the most is going to be uh, your boy Nick Nick, uh, Bolton. Nick Bolton. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not a big Nick Bolton fan, but he did ran pretty well. His yeah, it's day. like he four, ended up nine, four, six. Four, six range, yeah, yeah, and he's good. a local guy. Yeah, yeah. Local product, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about another local product. Okay. Crowley's own Milton Williams. I didn't know if you knew he was from uh, Crowley. Love I don't know if you even know who Milton Williams is. Milton Williams has the highest rated eligible. Interior defensive lineman in this draft, according to PFF. Okay. He's six graded, foot. Highest graded, yes. Highest graded, yes. <laughs> now, his stats aren't there, so that's why I'm always like, stats are half truth. Yeah. Like, so, but everybody said he was going to put on a show at his pro day. I guess he's been working out in Frisco this whole time. Six foot three. Like, he's supposed to be a – he's six foot three, 285 pound, three, four in, mm. play some interior defensive line, uh, 34 reps on the bench, four, six, two. Go. Four six two, Joe. How four, much six, do you two. weigh in it? Two eighty five. Two eighty five. Four six two. That's moving. That's moving. Four six two. Yeah. Uh, pretty much all of his stuff. Everything he did at the combine was like uh, linebacker like numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, with that number one PFF grade, mm-hmm. and with athletic skills like that, I could see him even sneaking in the last pick of the first round just. For somebody, or one of the last picks, it's like, we need defense and we don't draft till the end of this next round, and I need this guy. Because to me, I just feel like that that group's kind of got jumbled with Barrymore and with uh, Davion Nixon. And this is next level athleticism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, compared to even Nixon, who ran like a 4 9. That's, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, and they they didn't have, and Nixon or Barrymore didn't really have fantastic, like, shuttle times. Mm. It was just more that, you know. I know Barrymore's was fairly slow. Yeah, Yeah, I think they both were in the 4 7 range as far as their short shuttle, which isn't terrible, Mm. but it's like, but you kind of want. You're kind of looking for that sub four or five as far as that goes to, for elite type pass rushing uh, guys. You know what I'm saying? Guys yeah. that you want to get to the quarterback that you want to draft early on in the first round. Right. Uh, but yeah, Milton Williams. That's my that's my first guy. But Crowley's own didn't uh, don't we have cousins that went to Crowley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Uh, shout out to Chris and Calvin. <laughs> those are the yes, names. Yes. Those are the names. Chris and Calvin. Uh, now let me same. ask you this, Jordan. Uh, Rondell Moore, <laughs> well, wide receiver from Purdue. There's the good and the bad. Hmm. The good, he ran a four two nine forty. Yeah. The bad, he measured it at five feet and seven inches tall. See, you two, know, two inches shorter than his. See, here's the thing. I'll tell you how real yeah. I'm gonna keep it. I was like, I was, you knew I was gonna talk about him until I found he's five seven. Then I'm like, Joe's gonna talk about him. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe gonna stick up for his nah, little people. No, I, I, I Joe I gonna stick go up for. Way. I can go either way for his mighty mouse. No, no, no. Mighty mouse. So four two nine. That's that's a good thing. Here, here's my legit. problem. Here's the problem. Legit. Here's the problem. Yeah, yeah. If you five seven, yeah. I need you to be returning way more punts than you is returning, and yeah. returning way more kicks, and yeah. playing way more running back. I need you, and I need you, I need you to show seen. me that you were way more of a weapon than just a. All I do is play wide receiver and run routes. Like yeah. you know, mm. to me it's like you. Could, I, I was I was, but he's still a baller. Yeah. And he's still a second day pick. Yeah. But the thing is is. Like, do I want him over a guy with punt return? Well, even skill? to me, like to me, do I want him in the second round instead of like a Daz Newsom in the fourth round, fifth round, who who I know can return punts, who I know can play that slot? You know, yeah. it's like, 
uh, or even uh, who's the guy? Jalen Darden from North Texas. He's a five yeah, eight guy, yeah, yeah. hundred and seventy four pounds. I'm big on similar Darden, similar yeah, frame, yeah, yeah. but it's like, but he has that punt return ability. Yeah. It's like, do I want to reach on it? Because uh, to me, it's like, would I even have to reach? Because the thing is, with when you're small and you've been hurt the last two years, then that's whenever like then a Jalen well, Darden can me, pass. It, it very much drops Rondell uh, more down to the level of just all the good slot receivers in this draft. Now, yeah, to me, it's to like me, it kind of makes him just another slot receiver. Yeah, it's yeah. like because now it's like, all right, you're here. Elijah Moore's like, you're right here with me, buddy. It's, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a high five. Oh, too short, buddy. <laughs> yeah. oh, we thought we yeah. was in the same league. Because right, if he mentioned in a five nine, that's a big deal. It's a now big he, deal. It's he stands. Big... He's, yeah, he stands above all the slot receivers because we've seen something that's very special in 2019. Yeah, his his freshman year is one of the better wide receiver yeah, years yeah. that we've seen in recent. And scouts don't forget that. It they looks don't. special. It looks it's special. Like, and but, you had that over all these other slot receivers. Uh, now it's five seven. Five seven. Uh, get mine, like, buddy. Yeah, get mine. It's like we're going from tallest to shortest, man. It's like let's go. All right, now, uh, as far as my next guy I wanted to talk about, I'm going to talk about Kenneth Gangwell. Okay. Uh, I know you said you didn't see his numbers. I couldn't find Memphis Pro Yeah, day. but, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm very skilled at this. It's okay. like I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> I have a particular Finding set of all the Pro Day numbers. <laughs> all right, uh, now, <laughs> Kenneth. Beating up colored people <laughs> roaming the city. Beating up colored people. Hey, simmer down, Joe. Okay. Simmer down. All right, so now let's go with uh, Kenneth Gangwell, a.k.a. Uh, Reggie Bush without the punt return ability. Oh, okay, okay. All right. NFL Reggie Bush. <laughs> oh. Hey man, that's that's the, that's I, respectable, I like, that's man. Praise. I'm like, that's not high praise. It's, it's like it ain't no diss. Yeah. It ain't no diss. Hey, he got hey. Super Bowl. He got Super Bowl. Hey man, he got, he got Super Bowl. He has two thousand yard seasons on his career. A two thousand yard season. <laughs> that's what that's what everybody wanted that's and thought that he would do when he was at USC. I you said else, yes, so. yes, yes. But you know, poor man's Reggie Bush. I think that he's a second day pick for sure. Okay. I think coming in weighing in at two hundred pounds, five eleven, with his receiving ability, yeah, one of the, maybe elite, the best. Like he, uh, he's mm, uh, yeah. honestly, he might jump a lot of these slot receivers. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, weapons because like at Rondell weapons. Moore now, yeah. he ain't going over Kenneth Gamble because it's like it's like I'm like nah, this dude play nah, running back and yeah, he, and he, he might. I, just is good. Yeah. It's like it's like yeah, it's like Elijah Moore. Yeah, man, you don't return punts, dog. I'm sorry. I'm gonna mm. just put this man out here. It's like he's he's hurting the slot man's game, probably. Yeah, I, to me, I'm trying to think is Kenneth Gainwell the best receiving back in the draft, and he might. Oh, he, might he be. definitely is. He I don't think be. that's yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's. I think it's more who's next. Yeah. Like to me, it's like is uh, Kylan Hill. Like, did he do enough? Like, because it's like he had like a 15 catch game. Said, "Kylan Hill out." I guess like, is he just an overall better prospect than like a Demetric Felton? To you? Well, you think he's a receiver? You think Felton? I think Demetric Felton's a weapon. A weapon. I think uh -huh. he's a weapon. But to me, it's like I don't think Demetric Felton. I think I want Demetric Felton to be 200 pounds and playing running back. Yeah. I don't want him 190 being like because I don't think that. If he if he runs four three something, then I'm different. But I don't think he's four three fast. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's. I think he might be a four, fast five. four five guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. a shifty because four he five wasn't guy. Great track but to guy me, yeah, like and it. to me, it's like, it's like you have the Tyreek Hill skill set without the wheels. Like yeah. you know, it's like on like you do everything Tyreek Hill can do, just way slower. Well, yeah. It's like, and that's not even a diss. That's not even a diss. It's, it's just I'm just keeping it real. Just keeping it real. And my other guy, uh, we already talked about him a little bit, J.C. Horn, but he did run the four three nine. He did have longer arms than your boy Sertain. And you know, yeah. I just want to keep this J.C. Horn versus Patrick Sertain thing going. <laughs> I like it because it's because you know because I think that anybody who's listening to the show they kind of know that you lean that way and I lean that way. Yeah. You're a Sertain guy. I'm a horn guy and uh yeah and well 
we'll see as far as the careers go who will be better in the future. But whoever's a cowboy, that's who we're going to root for. Of course, you know? of course. Always. Now, I'm not going to pray for the other one to fail unless we're playing against them on a Sunday. But Let me talk about another couple cornerbacks. Paulson Adebo from Stanford measured at 6'1 and ran a 4'4", 240. That bodes really well uh, Well, for I saw some – it's like anywhere – I saw a low four – I saw mid 4'4 to low 4'5". The low four five. Yeah, right. I heard he didn't have the greatest vertical leap. Mm. Was it? Is that what it was? Did he have like a thirty three or thirty five something like that? I didn't see the vertical leap. Okay. The best forty time I saw was four, but that's it is the best time that he would have yeah. been okay. four four two. But uh, he still measured tall. Uh, I I don't know if he could sneak into the second round or not. Do you think? Because I think he is one of the better playmaking cornerbacks in this draft. I do, but yeah. I think he's two years removed from great film. Yeah. Because his best year was his first year starting, and then he, he had a not a forgettable year at Stanford, but he pretty much it's like you were great in two in 2019. Yeah, like you were okay in 2020, and we didn't see you in 21. So it's like so if you made major if you made jumps to be elite athletically, like you know say if he jumped 40 inches and did all that, then I think he'd be right there with Greg Newsom. Yeah, yeah. You know, but Newsom came back and played this year, added a little bit more to his film. And but I just think that like. If you miss this year, you need to test out of this world. Yeah, you know, I, I, and I feel yeah. like if you don't, then it's like they'll be like, ah, oh, well, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna look at the bad film. We're gonna look at the bad film. What were you we're doing gonna, that whole time? Yeah, what exactly. were you doing that whole time? Yeah, but I, and Adebo, I like him. Like I, I like him as a developmental cornerback, especially for like the Cowboys. We're always complaining about our defensive backs, cornerbacks who can't get interceptions, mm. can't get turnovers. That's not who he is. He's the type local of guy who kid, can, a local kid who will create turnovers. I just think it might take him a few. Is he Mansfield senior. One of the Mansfield. Legacy. They got they got two main schools. Every year it's a new one. I remember every there was one. <laughs> I it was one. easy yeah. when there was one. Yeah, but if, to me, a couple years of development, and he could be a playmaker on the outside. Yeah. Okay. All right, now another guy I want to talk a little bit about, Alex Leatherwood. I think he tested well enough athletically to where he – to me, Cosme and Leatherwood have – now they've shown their three and number four as far as these tackles go. Yeah. If, if you're – or you could say four and five if you're considering Slater a tackle. Because I guess since he slimmed down and, and tested as well as he did moving side to side, not yeah. the longest arms, but if you have Chase Young film like his, he's a left tackle, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I guess they're the four and five tackle. But to me, I don't think that Tevin Jenkins should be going over the, these oh. the Co- Cosme or or Leatherwood. Well, if you want to play t- – not if you want somebody to play tackle, not now, at all. I, and not to yet. me, it's like – I get it. Mm-hmm. If you if you have a Pro Bowl left tackle, it's like and and you got yeah, he, a line is right ready to go, only. and you yeah. just want a right tackle, yeah. and you're and like, right go, then go. But if your left tackle gets hurt, just know that this man can't save you. <laughs> you have to know that. Yeah. And you got to think about the Cowboys this year. When Tyrone Smith got hurt, there was no man that could come in there and step in for him because yeah. they didn't no have a swing guy. You know what I'm saying? Whenever, you, whenever Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher came in, they had no other tackles to step in there. So you need guys that can play yeah. both these Chiefs positions. So as good as great as it is to see a bully lineman maul people because that's what big people do. Guess what? Like, you know, if, and it's like then Tevin Jenkins is impressive. But, if, like, but to me, I'm like, on that note, it's like how about the world? theory. Ben Cleveland is the biggest man in the world as far as I'm concerned. He has a 4'8". It's like just just like physics tells me that he's yeah. going to knock people over too. Oh, yeah. So it's like, so how can I get Tevin Jenkins over? Mass time speed equals yeah. power or something to, like And that. to me, it's yeah. like and, and he has a much higher passer rating, pass, pass blocking rating than a Tevin Jenkins. Like way, way higher. Yeah. You know, so to me it's like, I couldn't even draft Jenkins. I couldn't draft Jenkins over him. I couldn't draft Jalen Mayfield over, over Ben Cleveland. 
Like to no, me, it's like Ben Klingel is one of the biggest winners from yeah, Kodak. Yeah, to me, it's like I wouldn't be shocked if he goes first round because you just being that big, that fast. It's like I why mean, not? Why not? Round? I, why yeah. not? You know, not? I think Alex. It's like go fight him for it. Like, I think Leatherwood, the tackle from Alabama, was a big winner. He tested well athletically. I think that's really going to cause people to, when they look at his film again, kind of look at it through a different lens because it's like all right, yeah. he's a better Cam Robinson. Yeah. it's like because Cam Robinson just got franchised, so it's like he's a better Cam yeah, Robinson. Yeah, because I don't think he has bad feet. I think he just gets beat a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's like to I me, think, yeah. it's like I think that he tested out left tackle athletically. Yeah. He's got a lot of experience. And to me, he, that's and how, to, yeah, the way he tests is how he looks on field. It's just he gets beat a lot. It's, I can't it's explain like, why. I he bet he won't get beat with the tight end next to him. Yeah, like yeah, I say, yeah. just don't don't do, don't leave him by himself. Like yeah. it's like, and and hopefully one day he'll figure it out. To me, he can get to the, he can get to a Cam Robinson level. Yeah, but to me, it's like Cosme over him for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Dershaw over him for sure. For sure, for uh, sure. Sewell over him for sure, and Slater. Even though I, I think he's a guard, he's over him for sure. Yeah. And, and yeah. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get into these pass catchers. We we done with the winners of the pro days, right, Joe? Yeah. All right, these pass catchers. Uh, now everybody, the world is all going crazy because Kyle Pitts ran a four four six. Yeah. You know what I said? You know what I said? As soon as somebody told me that joke, you know what I said? Wow. How much did he weigh? <laughs> yeah. <How much laughs> I was like was? 240. I'm like, I'm like. Go look at go look at Calvin Johnson's numbers, and then look at me, and I'm not, and I'll tell you why I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's like I ain't impressed by that. If you yeah. came in 250 into that, then we talking. Yeah, then we're talking. Like that doesn't prove to me that you can survive on the outside at all, all times. You when know, me and yeah. Joe were riding up in the elevator day, I told him something, and Joe knows a lot about football, and I just it's probably just nothing he ever thought of. I'm like, how many tight ends are in the Hall of Fame? Mm-hmm. I told him there's eight there's eight tight ends in the Hall of Fame, eight. Mm-hmm. And you tell me you want to take a tight end in the top ten when only eight of them are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Only one of them's been drafted. And the, one of those Hall of Fame tight ends who've been drafted over thirteen is Mike Ditka. That's how long ago somebody drafted tight end number five, and and, and it worked. Yeah. And it worked. Since then, like what? Kellen Winslow was a number thirteen pick. I want to say Kellen Winslow, senior, the good one, the, not the one who doesn't, <laughs> not, the, not the predator, the old, the predator of old ladies, homeless uh, the, ladies, like, homeless all, ladies. Just, just, it's just over over sixty eight and up, like the geriatric ones. It's like that's not, it's not funny. He's a problem. He's a problem, yeah. and they took. <laughs> he's a problem, and they got him off the streets, and that's all that matters. He's a problem, and he's been dealt with. But to, I was just telling somebody, it's like there's just not that many good. T- there, to me, the, like I was telling somebody, Jermaine Gresham, Yeah. when Jermaine Gresham played at University of Oklahoma, he was the greatest tight end. It's like people are like, I can't remember the last time I've seen a tight end like that. He's having pretty much similar games to what we're seeing Kyle Pitts have right now. And honestly, compared to the era of football where nobody was really airing it out like they are now, yeah. uh, I want to say that Jermaine Gresham was kind of more impressive. I, you know, and yeah. you know, and because going to that season, it was like it was Gresham or Gronk. Gronk got hurt, then ended up being Gresham. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then and that's Gronk, Gronk goes fell. in the second yeah. round, Hall of Famer. Uh, Jimmy Graham, go look at those numbers. He's his numbers are comparable to Gronk's. He's a Hall of Famer. His peak. All right. Hall of Famer. So yeah. it's like these Arguably. these guys Arguably. go second, third round. The last time a tight end was as hyped as Kyle Pitts. Just reminding y'all. And the the best tight end that was drafted in the top ten to me in recent memory, Vernon Davis. He ain't outrun Vernon Davis. So you gotta stop it with that. Well, to me, to Kyle Pitts, and the the question I, I think that you were asking before is, uh, can he go over uh, Jamar Chase, right? Yeah. If he runs like, and the, is that if he runs that good forty yeah. time? Yeah. To me, if you envision him as a wide receiver receiver 
if you think you can beat cornerbacks yeah. routinely, then why not? To you me, you saying? might as well showed up at 225 and played wide receiver, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Let's, yeah. like, all right. But, Joe, let's go day one, day two, day three. Who are your guys real quick as far as your pass So I'm just going to pound the table for a few pass catchers who I think are good enough to go in the first round. Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU. Yeah. I really don't think he has a weakness in his game. I really don't. I think he runs His weakness is it's like he's not as good as, as, as what? Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson or Jamar Chase. Chase. Yeah, but he's played on the inside. He's played on the outside. Ten touchdowns and 13 touchdowns the last two years respectively. All right, you got another day one guy? And then I go with Rashad Bateman. Uh, there'll be a lot of small receivers later around. If you want to talk one, got to get him in the first. But to me, I, yeah. I don't think there's a better small receiver in this draft than Jalen Waddell. And I think that mm-hmm. what, what what Rondell Moore did at his pro day has separated Waddell from the pack of all these other slots. Because guess what? He's 5'10", 185, mm-hmm. returns punts, kicks, plays the slot. It's like, And he's an Alabama receiver. And he's better than – and he's better than Henry Ruggs and all the guys that they drafted last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and to me, all right. Now, day two, uh, I wanted to, I want tight end heavy. I want uh, Pat Fryermuth, the Penn State tight end, six foot five, mm-hmm. 260. He's going to run tomorrow. Uh, and then Hunter Long, the tight end from Boston College. Uh, I think those guys are locks for day two. I think Hunter Long. I wouldn't be shocked if he outruns Kyle Pitts. Are we gonna Are we gonna be going crazy if he runs a four four six? Or is that a tree falling in the forest? Film, there's, there. there's not a lot of run after catch, but I think you see the speed. I think yeah, the but speed he also had Anthony Brown playing quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He, had, he didn't I'm have saying, a great it's, it's not yeah. due to a lack of athleticism. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, okay. I can see him running really good. Now forward. I do have another day two guy, Kylan Grant, Granson, the tight end from SMU. Uh, he was a yeah. wide receiver. At, at uh, Austin Westlake for your boy Sam Ellinger. Ellinger yeah. Yeah. Boy, it's like boy. he bulked up. He's a big guy. He's 6'1", 6'2", 245. Was an 1107 100-meter uh, guy in high school, so I'd like to see what he runs. Mm. Uh, he wasn't the talk of the, of the senior bowl, yeah. but he's, he, didn't, he, he wasn't disappointing. Mm. Okay, now uh, do you got any yeah, other guys? Yeah, day two, I, like Elijah Moore from Ole Miss, I think he was, he's going to be the second best slot receiver in this draft next to Jalen Waddell. I think that's how he'll be drafted. He could end up being the best. I really I, like I think that the return ability that Jalen Waddell separates them to where it's like, because to me, if you're that small and you got that skill set, then why haven't you showed that skill set? Because to me, he had it until, J, until Ely came in, and then they let Ely do all that return stuff. And I just Wait. think that they were, they were like, because when he came in, they had great receivers around there where there's other stuff for him to do as far as yeah. special teams, and he didn't do it. So I, no. that's that to me. That's I, the thing that separates them is the special teams. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. But eventually, you hope all these guys are too good to have to play special teams. But so, yeah, 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 but it does. But mean, yeah, and I think it, he was the second best receiver in the SEC to me. But I just saw he was a contributor from day one at Ole Miss. Mm. So I think he has it between the ears. I think he's a worker. Also, uh, the tight end from Miami, Brevin Jordan. I like him in the second round. I think he is a weapon on weapon. Like if he is a good NFL player, then he is elite. You know what I'm saying? If he hits, that's a Pro Bowl. Tight but he's end. Got, he's got a lot of Jordan Reed in him and that's yeah. a good thing and a bad thing the injuries are there yeah. but the explosiveness is there yeah, yeah. and it's like and the undeniable talent is there when you watch him play yeah. especially the run after the catch uh, now I got a, a couple day three guys I want to say real quick Warren Jackson from Colorado State Colorado State's been doing it big he's kind of uh, he's been he's probably ha- had the most impressive like uh, season as far as these guys that have come along in these past few years just because uh, he's I think he's like he catches the ball like Gallup, but he's the size of Preston Williams. Well, okay. So it's like I think that that's unique. And to see he ran yesterday, but I can't find his times. But also Marlon Williams, a guy I talked about a couple weeks ago from UCF. He's a guy who's like a Taquan Smith type, underrated guy. But UCF guys are usually successful when they come to the league. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's a guy that has a chance as well. 
I got a couple of day three guys for you. First, my man, Tamorion Terry from uh, from Florida State, ended up running like a four 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 forty, measured in at like six two and a half, almost six three, mm-hmm. and over two hundred pounds. But I think athletically, checks all the boxes. Just high ceiling guy, high potential guy. Had a really good twenty nineteen. Didn't play in twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, he did play. Sorry, he played. He was hurt, yeah. and then he quit on yeah, the team quit on and the did team, all stuff. So that yeah. stuff that could affect his draft stock. But it's, it's like, but Florida State, there was a lot of problems there. Mm-hmm. To where it's like, I think anybody would be able to understand what's going on over there. And then to me, the best value with the slot receiver is Amari Rogers in this draft. I think he at his pro day he ran like four. No, to me, I think best value because to me he's could arguably be in that first tier because he ran fast enough. He's sub four or five guy. To me. I, my whole thing is like. Yeah. You didn't show up for the workout the way you needed to. It's like so now I'm gonna call you Ty Montgomery and I'm gonna make you play running back. Yeah, it's and like I, it's like it's like, and now it's like Ty Montgomery. It's like you're good, you're serviceable. I could use you, but it's like there's no projection of greatness with that. There's just like st- it's like you will have an NFL career. You'll have a long NFL career. You will be around for a while. But it's like to me, he's like a mini Ty Montgomery. Well, to me, he's a real wide receiver. Uh, but I, the build, the build, the build, yeah. the build is a problem. I just think like I don't. I think it's like there's a, receivers aren't that big. For for a reason like you know what i'm saying because i think the bulkiness does stop you from doing certain things and i think that one of those things that if he was to lose a little bit of weight why not be a little bit faster you know why not be a little bit faster because think, to me I, think, I, just, I just think that uh J- jalen rager for example last year he showed up at the combine weighed 200 pounds like around 205 and people were talking about second round then he shows up at his pro day drops 10 pounds and runs at 429 everybody's like whoop let's go to me it's like if you can see that happen to somebody like jalen rager it's like i, I just think that I just think that nowadays football players, a lot of them are just in love with their own physique and looking at themselves and they just like the way they are instead of like looking at what's happened before and what great slot receivers look like and how they do thinking that, oh, I'm going to I'm going to break the barriers because nobody's ever done it like this. Or I'm better. Like to me, it's like you're not better. It's like you're Josh Reed. You're Josh Reed. You're Josh Reed to me. Well, I think right. with much better speed because I like his game speed and I think his pro day confirmed that he does have sub four or five. But speed. he ain't no Josh Reed. Though. But I, <laughs> I think he just naturally has a bigger frame. I can see. But, the it's like, but like a Josh Huff too. Like yeah. to me, it's like I've seen it before. Yeah. Like to me, it's well, like, to I me, no. And there's so many guys with this bill who don't who don't succeed, return punts like. But he they does. weren't. A lot of them weren't even good in the first place. That I root for, but I don't think that they like Josh Huff wasn't even a great receiver in the first. place. He was. He was an athletic receiver. Yeah. Within it's like yeah. But I think Amari Rodgers is a great receiver dad well is then the thing is stop rooting for these son. trash receivers and then we can know the difference whenever you tell <laughs> yeah, us who the yeah. dude is like all so right he is not a trash receiver i think it's just because y'all you you all about the, the five nine to five ten uh, 200 pounds i, I, I say i root for them but most of them can't and could never play in the first place i'm trying to think of the guy <laughs> but you were just trying to get him in there I oh like uh, cory coleman it's not even coleman number five i forget his name kendall right kendall i i can't I, i'm not gonna remember i would i've been was he a slot he was he a, a first-round pick? No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Oh, no. He, all right, all right. Well, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, all right. All right, well, I had one more guy to talk about. Sean Bayer, the tight end from Iowa. He's an Iowa tight end. He ran 4'7". He's six foot five, two fifty. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, he's got an 80 receiving grade as far as PFF. you draft him in the first round. Yeah, it's like... It's like he had a, a PFF great rating of above an 80, which would have, which actually puts him right behind P, Pat Fryer move and uh, behind a Hunter Long, but ahead of people like a Kylan Granson or even a Brevin Jordan. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, he barely caught the ball, but he's also the, one of the best pass blocking tight ends in this draft as well and run blocking. So Iowa guy. Get, get, Iowa. Get Last it. year they were the, all the rage first round, right? Yeah. All right, Joe. I think that's our show for the week. Thank you for tuning in, people. We always appreciate it. Catch us next week. Same Giraffe time, same Giraffe channel, and we are out.
Hey, this is Jordan. And this is Joe. You can catch our show, The Giraffe Experts, every Wednesday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. On our show, you'll be able to hear about sports and entertainment. It's a sports show, but you can't really just call it that. So log on every Wednesday. We'll be in Studio A. Hey, come check us out. I promise this will be your new favorite show because we are The Giraffe Experts. Long! Jump in!